Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. Episode: I interviewed a videographer and content creator that currently works with Gary Vaynerchuk and his team at VaynerMedia. This guest understands the importance of having self-awareness and work ethic from leaving his corporate job as an application developer to paving his own way as a videographer through means of self-education and practice. He is the perfect example of following your passion, working hard, and remaining patient through the ups and downs to reap the rewards and lifestyle. Without further ado, here's episode 27. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi, and we're extremely lucky to have an awesome guest, Dustin Lee. Dustin's located in the Hackensack, New Jersey area, and he's actually a videographer for Gary Vaynerchuk and works directly with Gary V's team. Um, Dustin, how are you doing today, man? Great. Awesome, awesome. So, Dustin, if you don't mind, obviously, um, for people that don't know you and don't know Gary that much, I guess, could you talk a little about yourself and um, give a little background before we get started? Sure. Uh, My name is Dustin. I'm 35 years old. I look like I'm 12. Uh, I'm a videographer for Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is uh, the CEO of VaynerMedia. It's a media company. We do like, or I, I personally just work for Gary doing his content and making stuff for his brand. But uh, VaynerMedia does, makes content pretty much for corporate companies like Chase, Craft, uh, and like Sabra. I'm, I'm actually currently working with Sabra while doing Gary stuff at the same time. Um, yeah, I do a lot of video work. Uh, I started about two years ago. I'll be, it'll be my two-year anniversary soon, like in June. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, sweet. So, I mean, obviously, so, I mean, Dustin, take, take a step back to it, I guess, a little bit. Like, one, um, you said you're 35, so I guess, what, what was Dustin like as a kid? Like, where'd you grow up? Like, what were you like? What were you interested in and stuff like that? Uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I uh, lived here my entire life. Um, I'm, I'm into BMX, which is basically, like, skateboarding for on bicycles. Um, I started that when I was 13, did that on and off my entire life. Uh, wasn't really too into sports otherwise. Um, when I was 22, I got into Muay Thai because I got into it. The reason I got into it was because um, I was in, involved in a fight and I had, had had no idea like how to fight anyone. Uh-huh. Like, fuck that. I'm never going to be in that. <laughs> I don't want to be in that vulnerable position ever again. So then uh-huh. I, started, I started training. Um, but it's funny because like now I just don't even want to be in a fight because just because I've seen, or like just from watching like UFC, like and just like street fights in general, like you see just shit happen and it's like, damn, I don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going to happen out there. But anyway, um, fuck what I was like. Well, I forgot where I was going with that. You're <laughs> you got in a fight, you got in more tight and you don't want to fight no more. I guess what happened oh, yeah. after that? Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. So like how do I, pretty much I guess how I became working with Gary. Um, I was working in IT or as an application developer, but I had zero, like literally zero computer science background. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about application development, but I was working at um, United Healthcare and realized I really do not fit here. Like I did not know what I was doing there. And I just hated that feeling of like, really like having no idea what you're doing. You're just like pretty yeah. much faking to make it every single day. And I really hated that. So I, decided to try to become a YouTuber um, based on like I heard Gary on the radio and on our local radio station here. Uh-huh. And he was just saying like, you should, 
if you hate pretty much like what you if you hate what you're doing like you should go for something that you actually like um and then i didn't I, it's not like i quit my job the next day or anything like that but mm -hmm. like just there was a lot of little signs that i saw that were like damn maybe i should just try to take a leap of faith and i decided to so i quit my job eventually um try to do went after the whole youtube thing try to make a youtube career uh I thought it would happen like in a month I would have a hundred thousand followers or something like that. <laughs> like I was just very naive with that whole idea. Yeah. And realized how hard it is. And I still only have like five thousand uh, subscribers on there right now. But yeah, I just realized how hard YouTube was. Um, and what was your what was your niche? Like what were you talking about? Uh, BMX. Okay, so, BMX. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So I I started off making like goofy BMX videos, pretty much like wearing costumes and. Like I had like a, that T-Rex costume that was popular like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I like made an edit where like I was riding my bike with it, doing tricks with my bike, wearing that costume. Um, that was like pretty much my first video that kind of like got me known, I guess, in the BMX world. Like people like saw that, oh, it was that guy that dresses up at the, as a costume or whatever. Yeah. Um, then I like, I was, tell I was actually talking about this earlier with that guy on Instagram live and like, it was just hard to make like more creative things. So then I started transitioning into uh, more like vlogs, like just talking about myself. Um, but that wasn't going like, th those obviously weren't as successful as like the more creative stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it was definitely a difficult battle of just like trying to be creative, but also trying to just put out content, but not knowing how to, what to put out and stuff like that. So that was a struggle for two years. Um, then I eventually found like a video that Gary put out in 2017, just looking mm -hmm. for content creators. It was pretty much just like a job ad. Uh, it was in the YouTube description. There was like a link. I applied, got rejected. I was like, okay, I guess I suck. <laughs> so then I applied again. I think they put out another video like four months later, applied again, got rejected. Then... <clears throat> A couple months later, just got a random email from Andy. He's pre he's uh, pretty much the director of Gary's team. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's like the boss. Um, he said, come in. We'd like to interview you. I was like, sure. Went in, interviewed. I thought the interview went pretty well. Um, he gave me like a homework assignment. I felt I did it. I, it was like a video assignment. I sent it to him the next day. Never heard from him. I'm like, oh, crap. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just kept... I was like still living my life doing like trying to do the YouTube thing. Um, one day I'm like trying, trying to like do a YouTube like, so I started doing tutorials instead. Yeah. Cause I figured like um, a lot of kids were asking like, Oh, how do you do this? How do you do this? I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe that's great content. Um, just how to's like how to tricks that I know how to do. Mm -hmm. um, I was filming one that one day in June in 2018. Excuse me. You're fine. <coughs> uh, um, Andy called me in the middle of while I was filming something. He's like, Hey, um, are you still interested in working for Gary? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he said, can you come in tomorrow? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, I like, they put me in like a month trial period to pretty much see if I'm worthy. Cause I had zero like real life video background. Right. I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't work, no work experience with it. I was just kind of like self-taught, um, and then, yeah, like that month went well. Um, I just worked my ass off, like just kept my head down, just worked. 
and just try to put out as much content for Gary as possible. Mm-hmm. And they just said, uh, okay, we're going to put, like they gave me a resident, resident title, which is pretty much like you're not a full employee yet, but um, we're going to pay you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that was for seven months. And then, so like a t- another total of eight months later, they hired me full time. And now I'm pretty much, uh, I do video work for Gary. I do his live streams for him. Um, and I'm now I'm doing tea with Gary V for Gary. Yeah. Which is like one of his top things right now. Yeah. Wait, so Dustin, so I mean, obviously like that journey and that dude, that's pretty, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, obviously like, dude, you, I, I respect the hell out of you for finding, kind of finding that passion and chasing, I guess, where did you go to school and like, what did you study? So I went to Rutgers University okay. in Newark, New Jersey. Yep. Uh, I went for criminal justice. CJ, okay. <laughs> so I was, I was like, my original plan when I was in school was to be a cop. Okay. Uh, and then I realized when I was in school, you don't need a criminal justice degree to be a police officer. So it's like, yeah, college, I mean, I, say what you want about co- like how I feel about college. I just think it's a huge scam. <laughs> yeah. I'm- That's how I feel. Um, but yeah, I went to school for criminal justice, but then I was working part-time at a uh, book printing brokerage company. Like pretty mm-hmm. much, it was like a business. They were just, we were doing like clients, like helping publishers pretty much link with the book, book printing facilities in um, Hong Kong. So I was, I was a project coordinator there. I did that for like seven years after I graduated. Um, then just the opportunity to do the uh, application development job came along. My friend was saying, oh, any, any idiot can do this job. I'm like, okay. So then I believed him, went there, realized, no, this is fucking hard as hell. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I hate it. Um, and then, yeah, and then the rest is... Yeah. I mean, so I'm just, I want you to talk about that a little bit then. Like, obviously, like, like you said, right. Like kind of the, the whole thought of college, right. Like, and obviously for my, for my audience, like some are going to trend to be younger. Some are going to be high school, like right around that college range of like one, not ch- like you, obviously you have a CJ degree and you're doing videography. You're doing stuff that's not even close to what you studied. Right. Yeah. Like it's talk a little bit about like whatever degree you have, like that paper that you get after you finish four years of undergrad, just talk about how like you don't necessarily have to go into that Avenue. No, I mean, I mean, that's like, that's like such a common thing. You hear about that all the time where people like went to school for a psychology degree and now they're an accountant for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like that happens all the time. And I think it's like, I mean, I was a fucking idiot when I was 19. Like, I don't know, like I'm 35 now and I still feel like I'm really young and don't know shit. And it's like, think of that when you were 19. It's like, you feel like you're old and you like got it together when you're 19 and like, oh yeah, like I know what I'm doing. I got this plan, blah blah blah. But like, when you look when I look at myself now at 19, I'm like, man, that guy was a, that guy was a fucking moron. <laughs> and I think everyone's gonna, everyone. I'm sure, pretty sure everyone feels like that. Anyone yeah. that's my, like, even if you're like 28, like you probably thought you were an idiot when you were 16 years old. But then, but when when you were at, at when you were actually 16, you thought you were the shit. Like you just realized like how much of an idiot you were back then. Mm-hmm. But by my point being is like just people coming out of high school, like right away and just having to make a decision of like what they want to do for the rest of their life. I think that's so like, doesn't make any sense. Like you're so young, you don't know what you're doing. You're, you're really confused. Like your brain is still not even fully developed yet. Like, there's just so much, so much things. Like I think and there's a lot of pressure from like your parents, like you have to make a decision already. It's like, it's, 
and then you just started making decisions that you don't even really want to do like you're just doing it because you're like you just feel like there's pressure like you have to make a decision mm -hmm. and i think that's just like a really fucked up thing that college like that stigma of going having to go to college and having to like find a major and like right out of high school when you're so young and you're not even like not even sure like you're who you are yet like yeah some some people yeah there's definitely some people that know who they are but like i think a major far majority of people like just don't know yet they just like still have a lot of experience they need to go through and just to like find themselves like like i realized when i love video when i was 32 but when i really look back i was editing when i was 14 years old like making bmx videos and i was like because and i really enjoyed that but back when i was 14 in like the late 90s or whatever that was like this wasn't a job like this wasn't yeah. a possibility so it's like, I just thought, okay, that dream is over. Like, that's not going to happen because like, I'm never going to be Steven Spielberg. I'm never going to be able to like, edit, <laughs> be like a super editor. Like yeah. I just thought like that, that's, that's impossible. Like that's never going to happen to me. And I thought that was like the only option, but like now that I'm, there's so many different options now you can yeah. do anything you want. And it's like, you got to taste stuff. I mean, it's like Gary Sellers, yeah. you got to taste stuff. Seriously. Like that's so important. Like, I had no idea like I wanted to be a videographer until just a few years ago. And now I'm like, I love it. Like I really do love it. And then my ambition isn't super high anymore. Like I'm not trying, I'm really not trying to be like Steven Spielberg. Like I'm very happy where I am. And I think people need to put a lot of pressure off themselves to like find that like super high goal. Like it's not, obviously it's not for everybody. Like yeah. then we all be fucking like, the LeBrons or the fucking yeah, the Zuckerbergs and yeah, yeah, like everyone would be if that was a, if that was a, the case. So like, I mean, but also at the same time, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from like meeting that goal. It's just you have to real. There's a lot of self awareness that needs to be involved with like knowing who you are and and just yeah, tasting no. things will help you get like understand that. Hundred percent. I mean, dude, I think it's to your point. Like when you're 18 years old, Dustin. Like, and, and I was blessed. I had I was able to get a scholarship to play football. But you gotta think, most kids are 18, like one, like you're taking student debt, like you can't buy a house, but yet you can have $200,000 in student debt, which is yeah. like, it's just backwards if you just really think about that, right? It's like yeah. you can't even get a loan for a car or a house, but you can get a loan for $50,000 <laughs> a year. Right, it's like the biggest scam. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, and, like, and to your point, like obviously if you wanna be a lawyer or an accountant or engineer, right. like, there's not many other avenues, but I think for people, especially now with like with social media and with the technology, like there's other avenues and it's almost opening up too much for people to be like, oh, I want to be a YouTube, um, like a content creator, right? And it's like, yeah, there's a middle ground that you have to find. Mm -hmm. um, question for you though, like obviously both of us, Asian American parents, like uh, obviously my, my, both my mom and my dad were born in Korea. Mine too. And, here. Um, and I'm sure you can probably relate as well. Like I guess, mm -hmm. did you have any pressure from them? Because you know how it is with Asian parents. A lot. I mean, right? So I guess talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so... They, I mean, obviously, typical, they wanted me to be a doctor. <laughs> they wanted me to be a lawyer or whatever, something like that. I mean, but me and my sister, were, we were always very, um, like, re rebellious to mm -hmm. our parents. Like, we, because I guess because we just wanted to be, like, as sad as it sounds, like, we wanted to be American, like, white. Like, we felt more white than, like, Korean. Yeah. At least in our teenage years, like because I guess the town we grew up in, everyone was white. So it's like, we wanted to like fit in and stuff like that. Um, I mean, years later, we, we are trying to be more like towards our Korean heritage. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, when we were growing up, our parents wanted us to be like something like doctors or something like that. And they like set, they forced us to go to like Kumon 
and like shit like that. And my, me, me and people my that don't know, it's the come on, like the, right. yeah, it's the freaking, it's like the, uh, it's like the tutoring system, like yeah, yeah. And yeah, me and my sister were like, fuck this. We like, we both hated it. Like we were just like, no, we don't want to do this. And then my mom and my dad were still pressuring us to like, come on, we want you to do something better and stuff. Um, and then once I told them about the like, well, when I when I was in school and I wanted to be a police officer they were they were pretty like supportive about it just because i guess the money like that's all they're kind of thinking about yeah um just thinking like because at least in our area in new jersey like police officers get they they make like six figures mm-hmm. so it's like it's a good job um but it's secure and it's it's safe yeah, exactly yeah. like it's it's a pretty well paid secure job and my mom was like, oh, yeah, I want, so, like, I'm going to send you to police academy school or some shit. So, like, she signed me up for, like, this stuff. And, yeah, I'm very grateful for everything they're doing. It's just, they never really let me, real, they never asked, hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. It was never like that. It was like, hey, I want you to do this. I think it's good for you. And I know their intentions were the best. Like, they, want, they wanted it, but they, they did also didn't help me figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. and i had to do it on my own like in my 30s yeah and so yeah like just uh they were they were very the stereotypical asian parents but they weren't super super it wasn't like super super pressure like there was pressure but like a lot of times like i would have to be like no nah, fuck off like not like that but like just but yeah yeah respectfully the, yeah yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, and I think I think a lot of Asian Americans that that, and I have a lot of friends that are Asian Americans. I mean, people that are listening, like I think a lot of kids can relate to that. Yeah. And it's actually fun. I actually interviewed um. I don't know if you know anything about like the Ball Brothers, like the Lonzo Ball and those guys. I mean, I've heard of yeah, 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 yeah. basketball guys. So I, yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. interviewed their head coach from high school, and he was an Asian American, and he was actually mm-hmm. really good at basketball back in the day. And like he kind of touched on like how he was trying to like inspire and motivate a lot of younger Asian American kids, like kind of tap into sports, because it's something they do. That, you know how it is, man. There's stereotypes that. Asians don't play football. Like Asians aren't like they're not playing basketball, right? It's right. Like, at that point. And I think like when you have people like that are like kind of trying to push that narrative and whether whatever, whether it's in sports or in entrepreneurship or or or, or content creation, whatever it is, um, it's always dope to see someone that's kind of leading the charge and 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 props to you for that for sure. Thank um so I guess no, so now I guess Dustin, like talk about like the experience you've had. I mean, obviously I'm sure you've grown, like you just said, like you're 35 now. The past couple of years you've really been tapping into videography, content creation, I guess. Talk about the experience that you've had just with VaynerMedia and working close to Gary as well. Um, so, like I said, I never worked at a company before. I never had, or not, not doing video at least. Like, I never worked for, as a videographer before. So, I just didn't really know what it was, like, as far as, like, what, it was, what was expected out of me. Yeah. Um, I just made, out, made content as much as possible. I mean, but at the same time, Gary is super, super chill. Like he doesn't really have any rules. Like mm-hmm. you have a lot of freedom to like pretty much create whatever you want. Um, obviously just, he just wants volume. Like he just wants a lot, but there was like, I had a lot of creative freedom to do anything I want. So um, I, I don't think a lot of companies have that, pl- yeah. that pleasure. So like, that is one thing that's really awesome. Like that's my favorite part about working with Gary, just that he's so like, whatever, like he doesn't care. Like just make it, just make it, whatever. Like he he's fine with like testing stuff that looks obviously like like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he's really cool with that. So, it, so it takes the pressure off of you almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like 
like I obviously I want to do my best and I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to put out crap but like he's he is open to trying new things all the time um, as long as it is something that we haven't already tested that like obviously did terrible mm-hmm. um, but yeah like it's just the experimenting with him is is so much it's so good like just having that opportunity and just like the freedom like I said um, but speed is a big thing. Like we work super, super fast. Um, like you, you can see even from like watching tea with Gary V we're, yeah, we're putting, yeah, we put those clips out on Instagram, like the same day, like as fast as possible. Um, but yeah, just having to work really, really fast. That's, that's the hardest part. Um, just because we also, we, we love Gary obviously. Mm-hmm. And we want to like, we want him to like have, like we want to put out content for him. Yeah. Just, and he's very speed and like, go, 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 go. So it's like, it's just hard to keep up, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, at the same time, I think it, it definitely helps me as a person because like now I know I can pretty much face anything. If, if Gary were like, Oh, you're fired, Dustin. <laughs> and I had to work somewhere else. Like, I know I could like keep up with anyone. Yeah. Cause dude, I'm sure there's not many operators like that, that are going to be pushing out that much content. Yeah. So it's like you're working with the top dog in the sense of like really pushing stuff out there. Um, I'm like, I almost like, I guess I'm gonna, this is a question for you. Um, the environment, right? You kind of talked about the environment culture that he creates, right? I guess, can you touch on like, let's just say like a younger entrepreneur, even like someone like me that's kind of on the come up and like even for people that might be listening, like for people that want to create that type of environment, right? Where it's like really creating a team around them of content creators. Like what would be like your tip or advice like for finding those type of kids? Like not even kids, but those type of creators. I think that's the hardest part was like in terms of money wise, right? Cause you, I think like obviously VaynerMedia is at a position to really employ and, and, and be able to hire that type of talent. Mm-hmm. I guess for someone that's more on the journey and like kind of growing their stuff, talk about like, what would you, what would be a tip for you that you would look for in terms of like that first content creator or that first admin person? Um, I mean, it's tough, but like, I mean, the thing that Gary always says is just hire fast and fire quicker. Yeah. And that is real. I mean, I know it's hard because that's a lot of time and money being wasted, but I mean, what other choice do you have? You know, like you, you really do have to like, just like, you're not going to, there's no magic sign or magic recipe to it. It's just like, you have to like go through people and if they're good enough, they're going to work with you. If they're bad, then you have to fire them. And that's, yeah. that's really it. But um, I was going to also say like, Fuck, I forgot what it was. <laughs> no worries, no worries. If it comes back, just you can spit it out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. Ah, it was something good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just cut this part out, but... <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, next time I got for you, then, is more... Uh, I guess, like, dude, obviously, with dude, Gary's... I'm, dude, a lot of people, he's well-liked, well-respected. I mean, I mean, we kind of talked about beforehand, like still it's shocking to me how not, not, not everyone still knows about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do you ever get in awe sometimes? Like, damn, like when he's in the office or like when you guys are just chatting, like how close you are to the sun in the sense, in that sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I take, I honestly, I do sometimes take it for granted. Like when he's just like with us and I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Cause I guess I'm just <laughs> so like he's, a normal. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a normal person. And I guess because I'm so close like I'm around him all the time. I'm just, it doesn't really phase me as much anymore, but there are like any, any time we're doing a podcast or anything like that, when I'm in the office with him and he just says something like really inspirational, I'm just like, damn, like 
fuck. Like I, I'm just like speechless sometimes. Yeah. And it's just cool to like be there in that moment. And it's just, man, it's just really him. And it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it just cause it's, yeah. I mean, it's raw. It's raw yeah. as hell. Yeah. Um, I guess dude, what, like what piece of advice, like talk about your experience being close to the sun, right? Like talk about, like, I guess like in a kid that might be listening, like that's like, damn, like I want to kind of do that videography stuff. Like, I guess what tip or advice would you give that kid? That's like, how can you get close to someone like that and the experience that, that that's going to give, I'm sure you dude, you probably learned a ton. Yeah. Like what you just said, right. To just hearing it from like, whether it's six feet away, whether it's through a zoom call, whatever, whatever it might be, like you're learning a ton without even realizing. I mean, there's a lot of different things for me, for me, at least like, I mean, I'm watching Gary's footage all the time yep. like when we were filming normally, like in his regular daily, like weekly daily V stuff. Um, so like I, we have to, like, we literally have to sit there and watch all the footage because like we need to make content out of it. But also like those days when I'm filming him, like I didn't, I don't, I didn't film him too often, maybe like once every two weeks, but just being there with him and like, just listening to like, even when I'm like the, the meetings that we're not, we can't post just cause it's like confidential stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have to film it just in case. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, just learning from him, like just the way he thinks and stuff. And it's like, it's just so interesting because he says like this, the shit that's like, so like obvious and simple. And then people are like, whoa, like they're wowed out by it. I'm just like, wait, but that was so simple. Like, how come you guys didn't realize that yourselves? And it's just, but then I, like, I look at myself and sometimes I, I'm the same way. Like he just says something to me. I'm like, oh, right. Duh. Like <laughs> I'm like overcomplicating things sometimes. And he just simplifies it. And it's just like, oh yeah, duh. But um, to answer your question though, like as far as how to get close to the sun, I mean, I mean, I, I really do feel like I got lucky because like it's just good timing and like just things worked out for me. So I can't really like give anything too practical other than like networking. Like I think yeah. networking is a big thing. Like people, um, like the people are contacting me, like trying to like pretty much work for Gary. And I think that's smart because they obviously I'm a little bit more easy to get like, access to than, mm-hmm. than like Gary would be. Cause obviously like a million fucking people are trying to hit up Gary all the time. Right. I have like, what, like two people. <laughs> so it's like, but like, but people see that, okay, Dustin works for Gary. So he, they're probably really close. And then mm-hmm. so it's like, so they are being smart about it. Um, so like, yeah, like I, like some, someone that, I, uh, that follows me asked me like any advice on how he can get closer to uh, Mark Cuban. Mm. And I was like, well, I would pretty much be like stalking his, like his team, like, honestly, like, don't be too weird about it, but you, you got to like do some research and like find out who works with him. And he's like, Oh, actually I know like the guy that does the light, the lighting for the uh, Mavericks. I'm like, well, there you go. Like yeah. get, like get closer with him, just be in touch with him. And then maybe like just start giving like free, like, cause this guy that I was talking to, he does, um, like audio, like sound engineering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just give them like some beats or something that they can use. Like, just give it all for free to them, and then they, if they're if they like it, maybe they'll use it and they'll be like, "Hey, who 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 made this?" And then like, "Oh, it was this guy named whatever." It's like, "Oh, let's uh, hit him up. See if maybe uh, he'll do more stuff." And there you go. Like that's how you get the ball rolling. Yeah, and dude, I mean, now, like, dude, even the way we connected, man. Obviously, I didn't hit you up for a job, but like, even like the fact of like me just reach out like we want to be a guest on a pocket right it's like 
DMing people, I think that is so underrated. Like, yeah, dude, super I've, underrated. I've gotten some really sick people on my podcast off just the fact of Instagram DMs. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's like literally, like, just hearing the stuff that Gary talked about, and obviously, like, you're right, you're, you hear it all the time, but it's like, I think it's like, be, it's like, literally, like, you, you miss 100% of shots you don't take. Like, yeah. it, it, honestly, I talk, I talk to my partner, because my partner actually knows AJ, too, because he recently met AJ um, in, in, uh, for the Super Bowl in, down in Miami. And I told him, like, dude, guess who I got? Like, who, guess who I to got to say yes to the podcast? And he was like, who? I was like, I just said Dustin, not Justin. And he was like, thinking, like, what? <laughs> thinking, like, dude, think about it real quick. Like, I was like, and all I said was close to the sun. And then it snapped in his head. Um, and it was just, like, it's things like that. Things like, those are very tactical things that, yeah. dude, it doesn't take you long to, to write a thoughtful DM to reach out to whoever it might be. And, like, and I think that will be, like, my biggest piece of advice is, like, if you are a younger athlete or a younger a video content creator, whatever it might be, like, just don't be scared to reach out. Cause like yeah. worst thing that happens is they read it and they don't reply. Maybe they don't even see it and they don't reply, but you can move on yeah. and just kind of go into the next thing. Seriously. Like you don't have to sit there and wonder, Oh, maybe, maybe if I did it, like, no, just do it. And Dude, like literally last, like last week, Jeremy Lynn just like, he, he, he like posted something on Instagram about like, cause they're replaying all like the Lynn sanity videos when he was in New York. So I was like, all right, let me, let me just shoot him a DM. Like he didn't respond. But in, in my head, I'm like, all right, like, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know? Um, but all right, so question for you now. And obviously, we talked a little about Gary Vee and stuff. But um, how about for you now? So if you do a lot, do you still do BMX content? Like, are you still creating stuff for yourself when you're, like, on your off time? Uh, I mean, I haven't been in a while because of quarantine. I haven't been able to go outside. Like, I've yeah. been really, like, being pretty strict about it, just trying to stay home. Um, I mean, I made, I, made, I made, like, one video in my living room just because I thought it would be funny. Like with my bike um <laughs> yeah like bmx content haven't really been doing it um i'm working on gary's stuff all the time i even had to like finish a video this morning <laughs> like uh zane hit me up in the morning he's like hey um gary needs this video in an hour i'm like fuck <laughs> so i woke up <laughs> like i literally woke up and came over to my computer and just started working on it like didn't brush my teeth or anything just started working on it and like oh, got God. it done in an hour yeah so, like yeah, I mean, I'm work not, and it's fine. Like, I really don't care. Like, I don't. I'm very okay with doing that. It's just, um, yeah. Like, when I do, when I'm not working for Gary, I just don't want to do anything. Like, I just want to chill with my girlfriend and just like watch TV. Like, just chill. Like, I'm yeah. not, like I do want to make content, but I'm just like, eh, whatever. I don't care. Like, no, I, I, really, I don't put too much pressure on myself anymore. I did a while ago, where I'm like, oh man, I gotta get this content out. Like, I gotta make something, and it's like. It's like whatever. I can just do it later. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to be fucking Charlie D'Amelio. So it's like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I think, dude, that's it's, it's self awareness, man. Right? I think. Yeah. I'm sure you're busy as hell. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like I think like managing that with your own stuff. I mean, I'm sure other people that work within Vayner, like I'm sure some of them are doing stuff on the side. Mm. Um, but I'm sure at the same time, there's some people that work their ass off and they're like, you know what? Like I'm gonna kick my feet up and, and just kick it. I, I see your cat walking, like walking around too. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is dope, man. Um, but I think like last one I got for you. Do you have, how about any, uh, you have any other side hustle, like thing that you just kind of do on the side that are just like fun stuff for you? Or is it kind of just, uh, is it like Gary stuff that, that's pretty much taking up the time? Um, I mean, the only other thing I do is my, like I have a Seinfeld based meme account. It's okay. Called, it's called Costanzagram. Um, that's really how I got the job I think because I built that like so that's another piece of advice for anyone out there like that does want to like work for someone try to build something for yourself like I built I built this account 
Um, I think at the time when I applied for VaynerMedia, I had like close to 300,000 followers. Oh, shoot. So it's like, like I built it on my own. I, I, and it was like some proof of that I know what the hell I'm doing. Like, yeah. So I'm still doing it now. Um, I make content for it. I don't, like I used to post three times a day, but now I, it's like once every two days maybe. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's still slow, but I, I like doing it because I just, because people laugh at it and stuff. They enjoy like the memes and stuff. And that's really like what I like to do. I just like to like make people laugh. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I do like about making content. It's just people enjoying it people laughing. Yeah. And that's what and, I like a lot. And that's all strictly around friends? Uh, Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's yeah. dope, man. And then, I mean, obviously, you kind of, you were uh, like younger in the 90s. I'm sure that was like a big time show for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you'd be surprised. Like, there's some people on there that, like, that follow the account. They're like 13 and 14. I'm like, what the hell? Like, wasn't even on the air when you were, <laughs> when you were your parents there. probably told him like look this is this is the show back in the day. <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like but that's what i like about the account too so like i make memes out of it like relatable to today mm-hmm. just using scenes from the show yeah and it just makes it a little bit more relevant and i think people enjoy that so that's yeah something i like I, i'm doing without a doubt um all right last one i got for you dust is when you're like all right so when, dude when you're in that creative mode right I guess like when like, and I think, I think oh, what's his name asked you this too almost. He's like, how do you kind of snap yourself out of like that funk when you're like kind of drained or you're tired as hell and like you don't feel like you're that like effective in that, at that point? Like, I guess, what do you do to kind of snap back into getting back creative again? For me, like you really do need like stay, take a step back, like take a breath, walk away. Like if you have to, like walk away from your computer or walk away from whatever it is that's bothering you and just try to like, just get your mind off of it. Um, it doesn't always work when you come back, you might still feel the exact same way, but then you just gotta like really just calm yourself and just stop for a second. It's like, like when I, when I, when he, when get, sometimes when Gary puts a lot of pressure on me, like, Oh, I need this in two minutes. Like that, it like, it helps because I'm like working under a lot of pressure, but at the same time, like I can't think like it's hard for me to think at least creatively, like, I can't come up with new ideas because I'm just so focused on like hurrying up, hurrying up, hurrying up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm more creative me personally when there's like, I'm just relaxed no yeah. and just not really thinking too much. Like even this morning after I made that video, like that Gary wanted in one hour, um, he's like, Oh, can you actually put on like the top corner as seen on yesterday's live? And then this is a plank video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, and, and then when it, when I saw those words in his in his text, I'm like, that looks like as seen on TV. So then I'm yeah. like, oh, can I? Is it cool if I just make this uh make a quick like as seen on GV thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So then he gave me a little bit more time. I made it and it added it on, and it just made it a little bit like a little small thing to like make a little bit more creative, just a little bit nice, a little spice on it. And it's because I was just kind of like relaxed. I was just looking at his text. I wasn't like, even though like time was on like really getting close at that point, but I was like, I just saw it. And it's just like, just something clicked. So sometimes it's just, just those like weird, like dead zoned out moments where I'm like, Oh yeah, that would be a good idea. And then I just kind of like do it. So I think just being relaxed is really important. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just stop and just watch TV and like, just to like get ideas or like I go on TikTok and like try to get like an idea 
because either it'll put me out of that like pressure mode or right. I have to like think of something or it just puts me into mode of like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, I'm going to try that too. And then I write it down. Like for me, I, I write things, every, I write everything down or type everything down and then it just helps me like remember. But yeah, just try yeah. to step away. 100%. I like, and obviously you, you got to find out what works best for you because I mean, you're going to be different than someone else and, and everyone responds differently but i will say i think i did i really like that as seen on gv i was like <laughs> it worked it worked very well for that video i can't believe he won on that plank thing too that's that, I, yeah, that, I know. that video was funny as hell he's like yeah he's crazy like his <laughs> his mindset is pretty fucking interesting <laughs> that's funny is this no tell gary i'll beat him in a freaking plank competition <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> All right, so Dustin, we're gonna go, we're coming to an end here, man. We're gonna transition to the hot takes. I'm gonna throw a couple quick questions at you, and you just fire away with whatever comes top of mind. All right. Cool. All right. Favorite book. Um. So I didn't I didn't like reading very much, just like Gary. Like I hated reading. Okay. The first book that always came to my mind, anytime someone asked me this, is uh, of mice and men. Of mice and men. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember it even too well. I think I may. I think I remember the movie better. <laughs> but yeah wasn't that one of those books that you had to read like back in school like yep. yeah it was the one it was the one book that like the words weren't too complicating for me like i just like under like it just flowed easily it was like reading a goosebumps book almost like just super easy to read so i think that's why i liked it just because the literature wasn't so so complex where i couldn't understand it right okay nice uh how about favorite cheat meal slash like fast food spot that's like a go-to for you um i guess there used to be this spot in my in Palisades Park in my old town um, where they sold gyros, like the best fucking gyro on the planet. Um, they closed down, unfortunately, so can't have those anymore. But I guess something like that, like Halal Guys. Okay, yeah. yeah. And dude, you're, you're in a great spot for that, man, in New York. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what's, wait, in, you used to live in Palisades Park? Yeah, when I was um, from like age three to 10. So like, oh, like closer to like, oh, not like Bergen County, but like, yeah, Bergen County. Oh shoot! Okay, dude, that's dude. I was literally I used to live in Bergen County. Oh, my yeah. parents went to Old Japan High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, my my friends from Old Japan. <laughs> dude, small world, man. Yeah. World. Um, or how about this top podcast that you like, um, or that you just listen to or gain value from? Um, I only listen to Joe Rogan. Like, it's a good man. That's that's the only one I listen to, and that's not. I don't know. I just, I think I like the fact that it's just like, not super serious or not super like topic based like they just kind of like shoot the shit and i yeah. like that i do too and it's i mean dude they're long episodes but like yeah his guest lists are just unreal man yeah it's it's unreal um all right last one i have for you now i don't know if you might not have them I, I think you probably will favorite athlete of all time uh it could be anything yeah anything. It, could be, it could be bmx too i mean uh, yeah um fuck it's a hard one i it mean it, yeah i mean my mind automatically goes to Muay Thai. Okay, yeah. Uh, his name is Bwakao. Okay. He's a, he's a Thai fighter. Like, just his, I loved his style. Like, I think he still fights. I'm not sure. But, yeah, he, his style was just, like, so fucking awesome. Like, it was, like, a combination of, like, Mike Tyson. I guess Mike Tyson also. Okay. Like, I really like Mike Tyson. But, like, yeah, it was, like, he was, like, the Mike Tyson of uh, Muay Thai. Just, like, the style was, like, fast. And, like, it, I just loved it. Like, I remember even watching more mike tyson when first couple times i'm like man that style is fucking awesome yeah are you are you more of an mma guy versus like boxing or do you like you appreciate both i, I appreciate both but like i i've I, i've been just recently getting into boxing with like uh deontay 
yeah wilder and like yeah shit like that but like like i wasn't a huge boxing person before that um i guess just because like the styles i I really like styles like i I don't like box i don't like the modern boxing style so much like i love like the way tyson was just like so tight and like moving in hard and like just like so aggressive with it where like these days it's more kind of like like yeah i'm just like eh. like i understand you don't want to get hit but it's just like like i just love that raw style of like tyson and usually like fucking going in <laughs> yeah i think floyd kind of uh made it more of a defensive like reach game and like a right. tactical game yeah it's smart but it's just not yeah. fun to watch yeah i hear you on that i think <laughs> for them it's like it's it, they probably want to create more sustainability over a career yeah I but, totally understand. Yeah, to your point for the viewers, probably not as exciting. Yeah. All right, so last uh, last two things is best way for people to reach out to you. Um, Instagram, probably. Uh, I I check all my DMs. I read everything. Um, I mean, there's a couple ones that I, I do ignore. I'll, I will admit it, just because it's like, it's either like, hey, get me on. They're just like straight up, like get me on Gary, get me on with Gary. I'm like, the hell, like I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like they're just straight, straight one sentence. Get me on with Gary. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, you heard it here first, man. Don't just hit up Dustin. <laughs> get me on with damn Gary, man. Like, at least send him a freaking first message first. But yeah. hey, from even my side, look, I will say, I mean, Dustin, he responded to me. So I mean, put it out there. If, if video content creators, if you have any questions or stuff like that, I mean, um, obviously it could be a great resource for you guys to uh, possibly reach out to. I'll put that in the show notes for anyone that is, that's interested. Um, but Dustin, all right, this is the last thing, man. This is the final take, and this is kind of where I leave it up to my guests. And how you, however you want to close, um, you know, the podcast with whether it's a question, motivation, piece of encouragement, or something that has just been on your mind since we've all been in quarantine, man. You can kind of take the floor. Um, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing that I, I guess, is just like something that Gary really resonated with me recently was just um, not judging yourself, and that's something I've been really working on a lot pretty much every single day. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because they just kind of, especially with, you know, Asian community, like you just think you suck a lot or like you're not doing good enough. And it's like, you gotta like put that pressure off yourself. So I think just putting not too much pressure, you gotta put a little pressure on yourself. That way you have something to be motivated for, but it's not the end of the world. If like you don't succeed in something, and I guess another big thing that I, I just love saying is like 99% of things really don't matter. Like that's Gary said that like a couple of times and it's just true. It's like, okay, like if you're not gonna, if you don't put out that video, it's not going to matter. If, if you lose your job, who, who the fuck cares? You could get another job. Like it doesn't matter. Like a lot of shit doesn't fucking really matter. Like we're worrying about the dumbest shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we are just not, like really thinking about how grateful we can we are like we're so fucking we're live right now like there's a lot of people that didn't make it and it's like we just got to be a little bit more grateful with what we have even if it sucks like even if you're in a shitty situation like you can change that like i know it's hard easier said than done but you can change it like just don't think just don't dwell and don't think like it's impossible. Like anything's possible. Like really, like you can be like, Oh, dude, oh not everything's possible. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, if you have that fucking attitude, it's not going to happen. But if you actually change it, like you, you can fucking do something about it. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's it. Awesome. And I think, I mean, dude, hearing your story, Dust, I think, uh, 
you kind of, I'm sure you resonate with that message just within yourself, man. I think, um, you know, right now it's a, it's a great time to be grateful for what you have. Um, but dude, Dustin, I appreciate you taking this time, man, um, being a guest here. And obviously you have a busy ass schedule, man. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. No, sure. I'm, thank you for asking. I'm honored. Like I'm nobody. So I'm honored to like do this. No, without a doubt, man. I appreciate that. Um, this is episode 27 of the Athletes Marathon Podcast. My name is Matt Shaw and we are signing off. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. We want to make sure you stay connected with our guest, so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website. Head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com, and if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.